Hey guys, welcome back to the Allergic to Grace podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Whitney. And we're so glad you joined in to listen today. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Numbers, chapters 1 and 2. But to pick up where we left off last week, let's recap the introduction to Numbers. Kind Number, of a recap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> numbers kind of accounts the journey that the Israelites took to the promised land from Mount Sinai. And we went into last episode about how the first 10 chapters is talking about their preparations for war as they're moving into the land of Canaan. Obviously, Correct. they're going to hit some roadblocks along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we also talked about the themes that we're going to be seeing in Numbers, about how we're really going to be seeing the people's grumbling a lot, God's grace, his mercy, his justice, his blessings, all throughout the book of Numbers. We're also going to see every element of the promise that was made to Abraham in Genesis reveal itself through Numbers. So without further ado, let's jump right into the first chapter. Let's do it. So the first chapter starts off with Moses speaking to the Lord in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Actually, the Lord speaking to Moses in the wilderness. Yes, they've been in the wilderness of Sinai since Exodus 19.1. Yep. So Numbers... Chapter 1, verse 1, opens one month after the building of the tabernacle yeah. in Exodus 40, verse 2. Yes. Like, it's been one month. The whole of Exodus took, what, about a year? Yeah. And then Leviticus was a month. Yeah. One month. One month. So Even though it took us half of a year <laughs> to get through it. It really did. It felt like that, anyway. Um, so Moses is speaking to God from in the tent of meeting on the first day of the second month in the second year after they had come out of the land of Egypt. Yeah. Saying, this is the Lord saying, take a census of all the congregation of the people of Israel by clans, by fathers' houses, according to the number of the names, every male by head. From 20 years old and upward, all in Israel who were able to go to war, you and Aaron shall list them company by company and... There shall be with you a man from each tribe, each man being the head of the house of his fathers. And then it goes on to list out the heads of the clans of Israel. And it all stems back to the original 12, well, somewhat the original 12 Mm -hmm. sons of Jacob. And so from each one of those clans, I guess, or tribes Mm -hmm. or families. It's used pretty interchangeably. It really is. We have one person, one person that was supposed to go out, count how many people were part of their clan, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. and then they were going to come back and literally list them out name by name, every male who was 20 and up, up to the age of 60, who was able to go to war. Yeah. So So like right here in the beginning of numbers, we have God telling Moses, hey, y'all are about to go to war. Take a head count. Yeah. That was, you know, I was going to say the purpose of the census then was to show fulfillment of the promise to abraham you know mm-hmm. with this yeah that his descendants would be as numerous as the sands yeah. on the seashore and then also to count the fighting men it was very practical yeah to count a, the number of men to mm-hmm. fight mm-hmm. i mean honestly like both of those considerations should give the people confidence right in their battle for the land like i don't understand why they were lacking in confidence because a you grew up like all of the israelites knew about the promise that god made to abraham like they knew about it. They knew what it entailed and they knew what it was like. And to be able to see that come to fruition in the, in this a census, but B like, you're also living in it. Like you can yeah. see the amount of yes. people who are around when you you're are leaving. Yeah. As if, as if the Exodus itself was not enough. Exactly. Like exactly. I'm just thinking like, okay, you part the sea and God promised Sold. Abraham Sold. that he was going to get this the land was gonna of Canaan. Happen. Like, yeah. They should have no fear and they should have no, yes. no wavering in confidence right. that they're going to 
you know yeah i will say though victorious yeah (laughs) lol (laughs) um i will say that too like when you're in it also like i'm like i'm not making excuses for the way that they behave but think about like how now yeah outside looking in mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. and also hindsight you know too like there are i'm sure christians who have a hard time believing that we are in the end of days and Mm -hmm. like that yeah jesus is going to come back or that jesus was the jesus that we were waiting for and you know yeah hindsight 2020 like when you're in the midst of it all even in today like you know trusting god with the situations in your life the situations at hand like is difficult and think about how small like those situations are compared to going to war yeah with with an entire another nation exactly like Like yesterday are you kidding me i was having a struggle yesterday i was really struggling so compare that to this war nation but then also compare that to the fact that like i said earlier jesus was brutally beaten hung on a cross for hours and ultimately murdered and he trusted god enough to do that like Like why to me it makes me feel insignificant yeah insignificant (laughs) like they're so back on course um it was actually jethro the father-in-law of moses yes that told him to to be organized by their thousands hundreds and fifties and their tens in exodus 18 21 yeah because remember we also talked about the what's the word chron like the chronological order of things too like Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, when From his Leviticus father-in-law, yeah, yeah, was there speaking to him and like all yeah. of that kind of stuff? Because, like you said, this was one of the things that he had suggested that Moses do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, like with with his advice, and I'm pretty sure Moses took his father-in-law's advice. Mm-hmm. Um. The organization was already kind of in place. So, like the census itself, corralling six hundred some men, wasn't that difficult yeah because they were already kind of grouped together in even numbers yeah you can be like okay how many do you have five okay how many do you have 10 mm-hmm. i have 50 you know mm-hmm. whatever yeah so and this is you know it would be like you just listing out every member mm-hmm. of your family like i would be like i read somewhere that they literally went like the, the heads of the clans the people that is listed out in the next couple of verses which i mean we can list them out it- it's i'm not gonna be able to pronounce half those names and it's gonna be brutal yeah so i mean i want to print i want to point out one person mm-hmm. um but the rest of them we're just gonna go by like what their originating son of jacob mm-hmm. was so um but anyway i read somewhere that the heads of the clans had to come and present themselves to the levites and to moses and literally list off every single yeah. person like Forty-six thousand names, you know, seventy-four thousand names per person. Like, yeah, what? Can you know how long? That's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Hey, where did you write that down? Did you write it down, or did you just I would remember think so. that? I mean, I would have. I personally would have to. I. I would have to. Why do you I think they have family like, trees? Don't, don't pick me. Like, <laughs> I do not volunteer as tribute. Here are the list of people that are in my immediate family right seriously so in verses five through 16 mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. they list out the people that were chosen as the heads of these clans from each one of the individuals of the sons of jacob yes. so it goes through reuben simon judah which judah the person that was chosen was gad is it 
No, from the line of Judah, the person that was chosen out was Nashon. Nashon? I'm not saying that oh, yeah. right. Nashon. Um, was, he was the head of the house of Judah. And actually, he's mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus in oh, Matthew 1.4. Interesting. So when we get to the New Testament, his name will pop up again. Come up again. But that's just to show that it came all the way back to the line of Judah. Because this is the, what, third or fourth generation yeah. of people. So... Me, Gad? No, Gad? Whitney. No. That's a whole other person. It's no, a person. So then we have uh, Ishakar, mm-hmm. um, Zebulun. Mm-hmm. Joseph is included, but not him. It's his sons. Mm-hmm. Because remember back in what was it, Leviticus? No, Exodus. Exodus. Oh my gosh, Exodus. Exodus? No. It was yes, Exodus. it was Exodus. Exodus. Um, was it Jacob. Exodus or was it Genesis? The end of Genesis. It was the end of Genesis. You're right. It was the, it was end, the end, end of Genesis. Genesis. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. Back in the end of Genesis, Jacob adopted Joseph's sons as his own mm-hmm. and blessed them as well. Remember the heat, the crossing of the hands and like yep, all of that stuff. Because Joseph was his fave. Yep. So anyway. he adopted his sons. So he, they are both counted as heads of Israel. So we have Ephraim and Manasseh. 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 Those are his two sons. But Joseph himself isn't necessarily included. It's just his sons. So he kind of has two lines coming from him. Yeah. Then we have Benjamin, of course, mm-hmm. and Dan, Asher, Gad, and Naphtali. To be honest, I completely forgot about all of these people. Yeah, because I think we're so used to hearing about Joseph and Joseph Benjamin and Benjamin and, and Jacob's sons directly with his wives, not necessarily the ben- children he had with his wives' hand handmaids, concubines, yeah, servants, yeah surrogates the women that were not his wives right basically right so the people of reuben this is in verse 20 well actually 17 says moses and aaron took these men who had been named and on the first day of the second month they assembled the whole congregation together who registered themselves by clans by fathers houses according to the number of names from 20 years old and upward head by head as the lord commanded moses so he listed them in the wilderness of sinai i did just want to say because i was like this was just something that made it easier for me to process and understand that clans would be like larger extended family and like head of household or father's houses, excuse me, father's houses were more like your nuclear family, mom, dad, siblings. You think so? Yeah, I read it somewhere. Um, I feel like I read it. I used a lot of my sources for this came from, let me tell you the name of the book, The Book of Numbers by Timothy R. Ashley. Okay. I'm still, yes, using the sample because... <laughs> Fifty nine ninety nine. I just, I you would think that they would be like extended because extended it's, family because of the culture. And yes, and the large know. numbers and like foot? you know, yeah. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, so like clans would be like mom, dad, grandparents, great grandparents, uncles, yeah, that kind of thing. Like the people you would see at a family reunion. Mm-hmm. Whereas like your father's house is like just that your immediate household yeah so like you would say oh okay well you know whitney's husband his name's anthony anthony's household this is the fighting men in this family yeah and then they belong to the clan of his father's name is also anthony yeah to the clan of him who belongs to yeah yeah so i just thought it was interesting that the lord spoke to moses the first day of the second month and literally they're assembling on the first day of the yes. second month. Like, right. We're not playing games. Moses doesn't play around either. Like, immediately. They went and started doing this census. 
Um, so from the people of Reuben, mm-hmm. so it says this, it kind of repeats itself. So I'll read the first one that's in verse 24, Reuben, and it kind of repeats itself over and over again. Yeah. The people of Reuben, Israel's firstborn, their generations by their clans, by their father's houses, according to the numbers of names, head by head, every male from 20 years old and upward, all who were able to go to war, those listed in the tribe of Reuben were 46,500. So like it just goes through that whole thing again. Like yeah. By clan, by family's house or father's house, by head, by head names. Like it. The men that were able down. to go to war. Yes. Yeah, so the 20 year number from this 60. clan. Yeah. Which, can we pause for a second? 60. And talk about that? Like, 60 years old. Mind you, Moses was called by God when he was 80. Abraham was called when he was, what, 80? Yeah. Like, they, and then they all lived to be over 100. So, like, 60 is is kind of, like, middle-aged almost. Yeah. A little bit over middle-aged. But, like, can you imagine a 60-year-old, like, the 60-year-olds we see in our clinic going to war no they are okay i can't even imagine my, because they're so frail, i can't even like, imagine my father who is not 60 god love you going to war right like i'm pretty sure like and i'm pretty sure here in the u.s we have a cutoff like once you hit a certain age you can no longer i'm enlist. pretty sure it's 26 uh, yeah i was gonna say i feel like it's 35 like you can't enlist after like once For you're enlisting, in once yeah. you're in you're in and you can be in until you retire but like you can't enlist yeah I don't know. I and I think the, dra- the draft cuts off at a younger age than that, yeah. too. Like, I think it's like 26 or something because you age out. Yeah. I know that. Interesting. Because I kept an eye on it when I was within that range. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anyway. So the women and the children and the people who were not falling within that age range, the 20 year olds to 60, which <laughs> I'm still tripping about the 60. That's like, it's yeah. Insane. Well, yeah. Yeah weren't counted and notice how it were, they were not 18 also nope they were 20 or 20 interesting mm-hmm. i wonder why i wonder if it's because they stayed with their family for longer maybe you I know, don't know. and they weren't considered a quote-unquote adult yeah like but, you know mm-hmm. isaac was an adult <laughs> yeah anyway adult. he was i would say within yeah anyway so moving on simon's clan from from the line of simon mm-hmm. had fifty nine thousand three hundred men mm-hmm. able men mm-hmm. from the line of judah had seventy four thousand six hundred men mm-hmm. from Issachar. am i saying this right Issachar. 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 i have Issachar. no idea that's sorry um it's fifty four thousand four hundred mm-hmm. from zebulun it's seven fifty seven it's fifty seven thousand four hundred from Joseph, from Ephraim, is 40,500. Mm-hmm. And from Manasseh, mm-hmm. is 32,200. Mm-hmm. And that's Joseph's sons. Yeah. From Benjamin, it's 35,400. Yep. From Dan, it's 62,700. Mm-hmm. From Asher, it's 41,500. From Gad, it's 45,650. And from Naphtali, it's 53,400. That's insane. So total number of people, men, able-bodied men, ages 20 to 60 that were able to go to war was 603,550, which is the same number that's recorded in the first census in Exodus 38, 26. Yeah. 603,550. Now, obviously, there's a lot of um, strife. There's a lot of... um, 
debate about the numbers that is presented in the census um, in general. So I would like to explore those. Let's do it. First of all, I just want to give like an idea as far as like numbers go. This again comes from that. Oh my goodness. What was the name of the book? The book of numbers. Yeah. The book you've referenced. Yeah. This is where I got the book of numbers. This is where I got that from is is that Pharaoh's army that was chasing down the Israelites was about 20,000. Like just to give you an idea of yeah, but those are how, that's an army chasing down a whole civilization. But I'm just saying though. But we're talking about the Israel, the Israelite army. Yeah, would be six hundred three thousand five hundred and fifty compared to about twenty thousand. Yeah, but they would they were also running. They only had what they had. You know, they didn't take anything with them. No, but I'm just saying, like comparison number yeah, wise, they could definitely take them on. Like I'm not saying like oh yeah, good, it's time to go to war with them. I'm no, just no, saying, no, no, no. Yeah, I see what you're saying number comparison wise so i have a few things from my study bible but what were you going to say about from your book of numbers that i was going to say that and also too like you said you know i don't know maybe we're going to talk about this in a little bit because i guess this is not specifically about the number but more so about there being two different senses and not necessarily this being the same one yeah did you have anything on that i don't okay so i'll just talk about that before we get into the whole number thing sure so again i was reading this commentary it's actually really interesting two senses like in later two in senses. numbers no this one about? is one and then the one mentioned in exodus is oh, okay, another okay, one. okay yes okay um so there is another one taken though in numbers yes there is yes on the latter half correct later yeah it's like right before they enter the promised land it's like after yeah so years. like okay um but anyway so i guess to this kind of segues into i'm stumbling a lot here and you just keep going chapstick. like this and it's distracting <laughs> i'm just putting on some chapstick over here the same motion repeatedly over and over where's the chapstick <laughs> anyway it's one of those eos balls so i'm sure it looks really don't awkward. say the word balls <laughs> so and then this can kind of segue into like the theories about the numbers and things because sure. like you said you know it's quite Two senses. yeah i don't know whatever anyway so i guess one of the theories and like problems with the numbers the number as in not the book but the number as in where that all came from is i actually didn't even think about this because i'm one of those people where if god face says value. it yeah face value that's just that's which we is. can get into later but so Spirit, when i our spiritual gift is faith. faith so like we have faith that what is written were, in the bible yes. is absolutely the word of god yeah, and that true. if it were anything else that that's what it would say exactly Continue. um so i was reading and i didn't even think of this as like a thing but a lot of people think that the census that was requested in exodus mm-hmm. is the same that the same census that they're doing just now in numbers so i've written down interesting Interesting. theory that's why i wrote because this is the first time that i had ever heard of this because i just never considered them to be two separate ones i don't think so Um, census and exodus not different from the census here in numbers um and some people are saying like oh you know okay um here in this sense god is telling moses to take the census immediately basically yeah but there's no like time frame he's not saying to do it immediately in exodus right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so here is the the thing number one chronologically it can't make sense because the exodus census was done prior to the completion of the tabernacle number one we know now where we are here in numbers that the tabernacle has been completed for a month 
And I say that also, yeah, she's ugly. No, no. (laughs) Also, I don't know if you have this as a point because that's that's really interesting theory. But the exodus that was taken, the exodus that was taken, (laughs) the census that was taken in Exodus was also for the census tax exactly and the census money two, for the tabernacle yes, two different purposes for the census yeah this first one in excess was done like you said for funding for the tabernacle yeah. was for you know each person has to give such and such a mouse a, a mouse that's an animal amount i yeah. don't remember Go the exact amount listen to mm-hmm. it. yeah um but this census is specifically for military purposes yeah so in the fact that to them we get the same number twice yeah and the fact that god literally said any able-bodied man able to go to war mm-hmm. like that's why you're having this census because you are going to go to war yep. like let me say it again war <laughs> what is it good for <laughs> absolutely nothing so okay. anyway i don't know if you heard it on our last episode or maybe even the episode before that but we sometimes break out into song we that's what yeah, that was <laughs> those multiple seasons it happens here anyway do that's like an interesting sing. theory yeah it was just because true. no it was just because something that i had never thought of i was like oh that's a really good point but also like could, it it kind of reiterates the fact that there's only been a month between the end of exodus and the beginning of numbers mm-hmm. like the timeline lines up if exactly. there's the exact same number of people i mean like yeah somebody could have died in a month and babies aren't counted but so. chances are between that age of 20 and 60 because probably they're considered not. able-bodied men probably well, obviously obviously the not. likelihood of them dying because yeah. like you think about you know a fairly young healthy mm-hmm. person you don't expect you don't expect them doesn't mean it can't happen yeah but you don't expect them to die within 30 days well so we did lose two there should be two less that's true but they are not counted they aren't counted you're right they aren't counted so notice also in that whole list of people that we listed levi the son of levi was Mm -hmm. exempt so remember levi is the line of the priesthood um specifically from the line of aaron is where you can get your high priests from you know go pick one out from the store i'm just kidding (laughs) um but leave the the tribe of levi the clan of levi was responsible for the tabernacle and its upkeep and and all that and we'll get into it but Mm -hmm. just keep that in mind levi was not counted the men who were in the tribe of levi was not counted correct so the theories surrounding the the large number there's several of them and i pulled it from my study bible so if you have other ones please let me know but are you talking um, to me yes i'm talking i'm talking to you (laughs) um so 603,550 is the able-bodied men, but that's an estimated population of about 2 million people or more. It could be between 2 million and 2.5 million. So like that is a very, 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 very large population just to be kind of just meandering around a mountain for a month, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Or a year. So, I mean, it's, it's a large population. So this is what my study Bible says. Three main problems exist regarding the numbering of the Israelites in the census and numbers regarding if the actual number of people who were delivered from Egypt and led by Moses through the wilderness for 40 years could have been this large. There are several things and we can talk about them. I didn't like, I can read the proposed solutions, but I just want to read the problems yeah. first. 
So number one, it says suggests that it is difficult to imagine how so many people could have survived for 40 years in the wilderness, including their highly organized encampment around the tabernacle and their frequent relocation during these years. The sudden influx of such a large population would nonetheless have been difficult to assimilate in this geographic area. That's a lot of words, but whatever. Um, Number two, suggests that the archaeological evidence for the overall population of the promised land just after the exodus seems to be well below three million. Related to this, other passages in the Bible suggest that there were not enough Israelites to take possession of the promised land all at once. What is this archaeological evidence in which they're referencing? I have no idea. Exactly. I don't know. Anyway. Why am I in Leviticus? Hold on. (laughs) Okay. The third one is suggests that some of the numbers in general seem to reflect mathematical oddities, mostly most are rounded to even hundreds, and that the ratio of adult males to firstborn males seems quite large, 27 to 1. Mm-hmm. Okay. My first thought when I read the last one was no crap. Like 27 to 1, you mean? No crap. Yes. Yeah. No crap. Do you remember the pharaoh literally killing off babies they didn't rep like just reproduce like it they he killed off probably like two or three generations of babies Mm -hmm. like no crap that there's more grown men than there are babies you know yeah right that doesn't make sense to me and then the mathematical oddities most of them are rounded to even hundreds like they 603 sounds like a pretty specific number to me. It does. And then, like, the fact that it's not, like, 54 or 55. Like, if I were going to round this to anything, I would just say 605,000. I think that goes back to Jethro's advice, him assembling them in tens and fifties and hundreds. Like Because then then it's easier to keep track of everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. And let's just talk about this 27 to 1 thing, okay? Sure. Like, I don't know if you have anything additional on that, okay? But I know several families who currently have lots of children. Oh, yeah. 9, 10, 11, 12 children. And that's today when the average lifespan is not near the length of time that it was then. So if you're 60 years old and that's only middle-aged, do you really not think the other half of your life you could have multiple more children? So... On that topic, I just want to confirm because I know there was like a lot of confusion around that. I am putting my foot down and saying that I wholeheartedly believe that there was 64 years between the death of Joseph and the birth of Moses. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I wholeheartedly believe that there was 400 years between the time that Ishmael Ishmael. laughed at Mm -hmm. Isaac Mm -hmm. to the Exodus. Yes. I wholeheartedly believe that there was 430 years from the time that Abraham was promised the promises of God mm-hmm. to the Exodus. Yes. That is that 400 years slash 430 years of affliction. Right. If you look at it closely, they were all afflicted. All of the tribes of Israel do not start with Jacob. They start with Abraham. Mm-hmm. So like, let's because where do you think there. Jacob came from? Exactly. Let's put that out there. So the people who say, well, how could a Pharaoh not know who Joseph was 64 years after his death? Who do you know? Any, a whole, whole do you know lot? who the president was 64 years ago? No, but even like, think about in your family, <laughs> you know? like think about in your family, you may know their name. Because you saw it somewhere, but 
60 from 64 years ago mm-hmm. what can you tell me specifically about their character traits right on top of that in genesis there is a referenced verse that says four generations from now your people shall return mm-hmm. to this land yeah joseph saw his third grandchild generation born and yep. the fourth generation was moses and aaron being exodus from egypt like Four generations since Joseph, Jacob, not Joseph, Jacob. I mean, it's quite literally laid out right in front of us. So the fact that a lot of people are saying, well, they could not have replicated from 70 people to this many people within this short amount of time. Yes, they can. Absolutely. You know why? Because God can. Exactly. <laughs> and like, that's like, so I was telling Victoria this before we started recording. I, I what's the word prepared for this episode for hours right because i was just falling into holes of theories and i'm like okay yeah that's really interesting but in the end it all came back to one thing especially for me like none of it mattered yeah because this is what it is like god provides and when he made that promise to abraham do we really not think that he wasn't going to do it i mean if we haven't seen divine intercession Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. everywhere else. Why couldn't he do this? I'll yep. wait for an answer. Oh, yep. there isn't one. Yep. Some of the proposed solutions that my study Bible says that the figure should be taken at face value, which mm-hmm. they should. That's yes. Um, the figures should be taken at face value, but they correspond to the population of Israel at a later date, possibly in the time of David. I've read that as well, which is, that's that not true. And no. it kind of goes into detail of why, um, it says the suggestion advocated mainly in the mid 20th century has lost favor largely because it does not correspond well with the apparent population of the time of David. Also, the tribes of Simon had already already been merged with the tribe of Judah in David's time, whereas the two tribes are clearly distinct in the list of numbers. Yeah. The numbers were changed to describe a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. I read that as well. And it has something to do with like the the hebrew meaning of some verb yeah and like how it's thousands and, and it could have yes. just meant group instead of you know whatever yeah. um and then the numbers are symbolic which it says the two variations on the symbolic view are that a the figures are based on gematria that is a symbolic numerical value given to each of the letters in the hebrew alphabet or two that the figures correspond in a symbolic way to astronomical periods associated with the 12 tribes of israel though some have argued that astronomical symbolism is hinted in joseph's dream by the way that which the sun the moon and the 11 stars bowed down to joseph it is difficult to apply the symbolism in a comprehensive and consistent way yeah i read that as well mm-hmm. i know mm-hmm. i know Mm-mm. Yep. And then it summarizes it. <laughs> Since these numbers claim to be census figures, the natural priestess priestess <laughs> <laughs> presupposition is that they are to be taken at face value. And although this presupposition is not without its difficulty, there is no obvious solution to the problems posed by the census figures. In any case, the theological message of this section of numbers is clear. Namely, one, that every eligible adult male in Israel must be prepared and committed to fight in the Lord's army. And two, that all the people of Israel who were delivered from Egypt are the elect people of God, but they must confirm God's choice by their wholehearted participation in the realization of their calling. Yep. It was, it was that many people. It was, absolutely. I just don't, I, 
I mean, I could understand why someone might be skeptical. But at the same time, again, if we have people to this day who by their middle age have 10 to 12 children, mm-hmm. why couldn't yep. there be people that had that many? Do you think they picked up people while they were in e- Egypt? I was just, uh, yeah. Remember we talked about that too in Exodus. Yeah, whenever we were talking about the amount of people that were leaving. Like I'm sure that they were like picking up people along the way as well. Yeah, and just kind of like adopting but, them in. Yeah, but at, but at the, the same, same time, time, they only remember when he was talking about those who sojourn among you. They were yeah. still separate from the still like they had to live like the Israelites did, but they were not considered to be like that Egyptian guy that mm-hmm. was like half Egyptian. Yes. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And what was it? Yeah. So I really believe that these numbers, that mm-hmm. this number was purely from mm-hmm. the line of Abraham. Yep. Like. You know, so I found something that was kind of cool. All of the men, like their names, that's referenced in like the first couple of verses of mm-hmm. the ch- first chapter. Yeah, um, who were the heads of the tribes yeah. of all the, sons. the contact people? Yeah, so they their names mean something. Um, Naphtali's one, their their name is Ara. <laughs> I'm sorry. Start to the A. The name can mean my brother is evil. Okay, that's weird. But okay, so from Reuben, the the man that was appointed in charge says, "My God is a rock." From Simon, it says, "My my peace is God." From Judah, my people are noble. From Ishagar, gift of God. Zebulun, my God is father. Ephraim, my God hears. That was also the grandfather of Joshua, by the way. Um, Ephraim. Uh-huh. Interesting. The person appointed is like Elishama. Elish- mm-hmm. um, that was the grandfather of Joshua. Um, from Manasseh, the name can mean reward of God. From Benjamin, my father is judge. From Dan, my brother is helper. From Asher, met by God. From Gad, my God has added and multiplied. And from Naphtali, it was my brother is evil. That's really the only one that kind of just stands out. Like, it's kind of strange. That's weird. Random. But almost. the rest of them are all about God. Interesting. That's I don't know where I found that. I think I found it on Enduring Word. Maybe. I was say Enduring Word. Probably. <laughs> it's my go-to. I, don't, I didn't mean that in a bad way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I fell into this whole... whole whole of this whole w-h-o-l-e whole h-o-l-e uh-huh. of like the orders of like the names listed and like the yeah. brothers and it really doesn't mean anything. no i didn't think so nothing literally yeah. read so much about it from so many different things i read something that was interesting about ephraim and manessa which is the sons of joseph mm-hmm. um i think this is from enduring word it says that are numbered as distinct tribes and both together made up almost as many as judah this was in per- no i don't know what that word is um in reference of jacob's adoption of them by which they were equaled with their uncles reuben and simon i did read that somewhere genesis 48 5 it was also the effect of the blessing of joseph who was to be fruitful 
did I type this? Because there's typos. <laughs> In Genesis 49:22, and Ephron the younger is put first and is more numerous than Manasseh, for Jacob had crossed his hands and foreseen 10,000s of Ephraims and thousands of Manasseh. I feel like I read that also. So like that's literally like the future that J- Jacob was telling them when he was blessing his mm-hmm. grandsons fulfilled. Like yeah. Crazy. Also, I'd like to point out that Judah has the most. Judah does have the most. Just saying. Why do you think that is? I think it's to show strength and power, and we know ultimately who comes from him. That's a personal theory. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on. Have we finished all of that? Because that's yeah. literally up until verse like 46. Yeah. Um, and I really don't have any. 44 through 46 is the end of it. It says, these are those who were listed when Moses and Aaron listed with the help of the chiefs of Israel, 12 men, each representing their father's house. So all those listed of the people of Israel by their father's houses from 20 years old and upward, every man able to go to war in Israel, all those listed were 603,550. God works in mysterious ways, but he's always going to protect his people. Always. And always going to give him a heads up. Like, he, you're going to war, man. Mm-hmm. And his will will always be done. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. So f- the rest of chapter one is really just explaining why the Levites were exempt. Yeah. Um, and do we want to read it? Yeah, we can. It's up to you. I mean, I think I feel like you can be summed up in one sentence, I think. Can it? I think. Sum it up. Basically, the Levites were exempt because they were further, because we know they were already set apart from the Israelites anyway, because they're to be the priests. But this set them further apart to be even more holy because mm-hmm. they were the priests. Yeah. So uh, don't ask me why my voice just squeaked like a teenager priest. going through puberty, but it did. <laughs> so um, a verse or verses from that paragraph, really just to kind of put it into perspective yes. what's in it it says the they were appointed the levites over the tabernacle of the testimony and all of his furnishings and all over that belongs to it all that belongs to it they were to carry the tabernacle and all its furnishings and they shall take care of it and shall camp around the tabernacle when the tabernacle is set out the levite shall take it down and when the tabernacle is to be pitched the levite shall set it up and if any outsider comes near he shall be put to death like <laughs> The Levites shall keep guard over the tabernacle of the testimony. Thus did the people of Israel, and they did according to the, all that the Lord had commanded Moses. Yeah, like the Levites are the caretakers, are the deconstructors, are the constructors, are the protectors of the tabernacle and everything that goes along with it. Yeah, and only them. Like they're the only ones that can touch it. Correct. Um, so that's why the Levites were excluded also if the levites were had to have been counted with the rest of the tribes of israel as men who were able to go to war that would have left the tabernacle in a very vulnerable place to be ambushed because we have a lot of expensive and rare materials within it and around it think about all the things that were made of bronze of silver of gold all of the things that were of pure gold for example the mercy seat and you know the lid and like all that everything stuff, all the everything. precious metals literally every part of the tabernacle like the, the even the wood was covered in gold yeah like it was very expensive things that looters could have used to, yeah i know. mean that's why i have written down that part of the reason why they had to have them on guard was i, I didn't read this anywhere but i'm assuming oh, i didn't read that anywhere either just a personal theory like yeah. it was to per- like common sense protect it from thieves yeah 
they were kind of like the last line of de- the last line of defense for the tabernacle itself. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Chapter two. Chapter two. The arrangement of the camp. So chapter two is talking about how the tribes of Israel are going to be arranged when they are camping. And and marching. <laughs> and marching. It's also yeah, the van. Beca- because there has to... What's that? The van. The van. The caravan. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, the van? Did I miss something? Did I not read something? <laughs> because think about it, There has to be some type of order so that there's not pure chaos when you have this mass amount of people. Also, think about who's giving them these instructions. Like, prior to this, they were kind of a mob of people, you know? Yeah. But God is giving them these instructions. The God of order from chaos to order is giving them these instructions. Like even if you think about, you know, when in what was it? Was it in Genesis? Even in Revelation, when they get, you know, into the throne room of God, they're looking Mm -hmm. at all of these things like there's order in in all of it. We as as flesh beings, as humans need boundaries need rules need order order in order order in order it's the second time i've done that this episode i'm getting on my own nerves <laughs> need order for us to be sufficient yeah yeah my dog is in here so if you can hear her i'm sorry um but too like in the beginning god created everything and through that he made order with the world like right? it's the earth it's was way. without shape and form yeah, it's one of the first way. few verses of Genesis. The earth was without shape and form, and he made a boundary between land yep. and sky and water and everything. Yep. So the earth was without form. Callie, it didn't have one. <laughs> Why is she wagging your tail? Because she understands. Her believes in Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. She does. She knows him. She she talks to him all the time. That's who sent her for me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, the people of Israel shall camp each by his own standard with the banners of their father's houses. They shall camp facing the tent of meeting on every side. Those to camp on the east side towards the sunrise shall be the standard of the camp of Judah by their companies, the chief of the people of Judah being Nashon, the son of whatever his company. <laughs> Is listed being 74,600. Those to camp. Okay. And then it goes on to say for each tribe. Yeah. And what direction they're going to camp around the tabernacle and then how many people. Yes. They have. Yeah. So like I just I like how they started with Judah Mm -hmm. and the place of honor really. So started in the east toward the rising sun and it ends what in the west. Mm -hmm. Um basically for the ending of the day yeah. the arrangement of the camp was listed so judah was first and closest to the tabernacle itself the tribes of ishagar and zebulun followed in order after judah so it goes judah ishagar zebulun right and like one little column yeah ishgar judah in the middle zebulun zebulun yeah um it's kind of difficult to look at like explain when you're not looking at it yeah yeah <laughs> and then the tribes would order themselves after the standard of Judah, which is sometimes considered to be like a flag or something that has like like a crest, like a family crest, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I found something that listed out all of what they were. So Judah's is considered to be the image of a lion. Okay. 
obviously makes sense right like that makes sense every commentator that i found said that judah was a lion i see that which is interesting so reuben was either a man like i feel like i read this yeah or mandrakes like mm-hmm. some other commentators yeah. think he was a, like the mandrakes remember back when he yes invaded his father's bed yes. simon or the the clan of simon um some think it's a sword and others think it's a city okay which if you remember simon and who was it it was simon and levi they remember they killed all those men those people when they when they were sore mm-hmm. so the sword and the city that makes sense yeah um ishigar some people think it's a donkey and some people think it's the sun and the moon i don't i don't know it's okay. completely different all right zebulun the only thing that i can find is a ship okay which i think they ended up near the sea okay so that kind of makes sense. makes sense dan um some people think he could be an eagle and others think he's also. a serpent oh maybe he's the evil one mm. my brother is evil anyway naftali is supposed to be a stag which if you don't know what a stag is it's a deer. male deer to buck buck for them country folks mm-hmm. gad there's not many that know anything about him um one of them think he's a lion as well as judah no. but then the others think soldiers that was me just saying no i don't know i didn't do any type of research (laughs) by the way asher is supposed to be grain or an olive tree i feel like i also read that somewhere as well grain or an olive tree i I think Ephraim. this one is all over the place so Ephraim could be a calf okay baby cow could be a bull okay also a cow could be a fish no what and could also be a unicorn I'm going to eliminate unicorn immediately. <laughs> it's up here. Um, Calf, Manette. bowl, or what was the third one? Fish. No. No. Unicorn. <laughs> no. This is not a narwhal. So it's not a ship for Zebulon. No. Anyway. It's not a unicorn. So Manessa could be a bull or a unicorn. <laughs> no. We're done. This is... No. Who's Who's got the mermaid? There's two people. Clark. This commentary. Clark. Clark. And then um, the TH I would nobility. like to see the drawings that they're interpreting. I would like that and let's Benjamin send- is supposed to be a wolf. That's all, like, across the board, all the commentators think he's supposed to be a wolf. Okay. Like, his banner or whatever, his flag was a wolf. Okay. So when they say... A unicorn, though? They order themselves after the standard. The standard that they're talking about is their banner or their flag or their crest. Yeah, it's like, not, like, standard... It's like we we put our flag here and all of our people camp around this flag. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. literally that's what that means. Yeah. Standard equals flag. Standard. So in the inside the camp we have I the, would like to see these drawings that they're interpreting. I'm sorry. I don't have the drawings. I have a list of what the commentators think. First sorry. of all, what qualifies me to do that anyway? Number one. <laughs> Number two, there are zero unicorns mentioned in the in the Bible that I'm aware of. I don't <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Not for that goes on the list with an F one. No. Anyway, we're not. We're not. No. Getting into not that going right now. But there have been sightings. Twenty twenty four. Anyway, Callie is snoring. Apparently, we're not entertaining to her. You leave her alone. <laughs> Should a long day. So, if we're looking at the camp from like a bird's eye view, we have the tent of meeting in the middle. Yep. And we have the Levites all around them. 
around the around tent. the tent of meeting around yeah the tabernacle so at the north there's the levites of mercari mm, sure Marani. that's an r um then we have the priests to the east to the south we have kolath i don't know <laughs> and then to the west we have gershon so like they're all levites but i'm guessing after specific sons I Maybe. would assume so. I don't know. I don't know. Um, from there, if we're looking north, we have Dan in the middle, Naphtali to the east, and Asher to the west mm-hmm. at the top of the Tent of Meeting. At the bottom, we have Reuben in the middle, Simon to the east, and Gad to the west mm-hmm. at the bottom. Then at the back, we have Ephraim in the middle, Benjamin to the north, and Manasseh to the south. Mm-hmm. And then at the front, we've already gone over. We have Judah in the middle, Ishigar to the north, and Zebulun to the south. Correct. And so, like, think about this. Two million people. You have basically kind of like an outer circle and an inner circle Mm -hmm. surrounding the tabernacle. Like, if you were trying to attack the tabernacle. Good luck. You'd have to go through a lot of people. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. Yep. A lot of fighting men. Yep. So even when they travel, when they're marching and like moving the tabernacle itself, we have Ishgar, Judah, and Zebulun at the front. Then we have Gad, Reuben, and Simon at the, in the next in line. Then we have the tent of meeting. So the Levites that are carrying the tent of meeting. And then we have Benjamin, Ephraim, Manasseh mm-hmm. in the back. And then at the very, very back, we have Asher, Dan, and Naphtali. Yeah. So... That regardless of whether they're camping or moving, God is in the center. God is always in the center, and the Levites are always protecting the tent. Right. And I also have a note that I made that says, you know, they had a gap between the lay tribes and the tabernacle, too. So, And that was to kind of protect the, yeah. I say lay tribes, but protect anyone that was not a priest. Because was not a Levite. You yeah. can't just approach God in any condition. No, at that point in time, anyway. Remember when I said any outsider shall surely be put to death? They didn't mean outsider of Israel. They meant outsider of the Levites. Yeah, because and you remember Aaron's sons. Like you can't just approach God because you feel like you can. They got smote. Like I found this. I think was on Enduring Word. It might have been um, Bible Blue Letter Bible. Oh, okay. Um, it says those tribes were placed together under the same standard that were nearest of kin to each other. Judah, Ishgar, and Zebulun were the three younger sons of Leah, and they were put together. Ishgar and Zebulun would not grudge to be under Judah since they were his younger brothers. Reuben and Simon would have been content in their place. Therefore, Reuben, Jacob's eldest son, is made chief of the next squadron. Simon, no doubt, is willing to be under him, and Gad, the son of Zeph- I can't talk. Zilpah, Leah's handmaid, is fitly added to them in Levi's room. Um, Ephraim, Manasseh, and Benjamin are all the prosperity of Rachel. Posterity. Posterity Mm -hmm. of Rachel. Dan, the eldest son of Bilah, is made a leading tribe, though the son of a concubine, that more abundant honor may be bestowed on that which lacked. And it was said Dan should judge his people. And to him were added two younger sons of the handmaids. Thus, unexceptionable was the order in which they were placed. That was a lot. (laughs) That was a lot. I'm sorry. I had that too. I think uh, it was just a lot and I didn't read it Mm -hmm. out loud. But yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why I got into like the order of everything. But really none of that. It doesn't even matter. No, it doesn't. 
So, did you just hear that? Yeah, it was well, James. Why was he doing that? He's playing his game. Oh, okay. I'm like, he's fine. Like, he didn't flinch. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Sorry, I'm just reading over my notes. You're fine. You know, for as much grumbling and complaining and everything that these people are about to do, mm-hmm. they never fail in their arrangement of camp and the arrangement of in how they walk. That's because that march. equals death. I know. But, like, they, they never fail. Like, they... They complain against God for all of these things, but like they still do what he says. Yeah. You know, like they could have revolted. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't, you know, in Mm -hmm. doing that. And I guess in some way they had, I don't know, reverence for him. Yeah. I don't have anything else. (laughs) Me either. Do we want to, there's like, do we miss anything? I feel like chapter two is a lot and it's all about them being arranged in the camp. Yeah. And just repetition of the numbers and the son of so-and-so will be placed on this side yeah. with camped according to their standard. With and this I'm sure many people there's a lot of like layers you could probably go into and like peeling the onion back of why things are and going yeah. into theories and everything like that, which I would love to do, but <laughs> not today. It doesn't make, it doesn't matter. No, like, in it, the like end, I said, I spent exactly how God hours, it, you know? Yeah. And I spent hours falling into all of the stuff. And in the end, I just kept getting like, it doesn't, none of that matters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's cool to find out. Yes. It's cool to know, but it doesn't, Absolutely. it doesn't really matter. I did see a reference to one of the Dead Sea Scrolls about the numbers and the census and like the people and the time Mm -hmm. um and it had something to do with like the sons of light so that might be some of the archaeological evidence that they're talking about but i don't know i didn't look too much into it because a lot of the dead sea scrolls also include those excluded books from the canaan canaan so yeah which i haven't dug into i'm interested it's on my list for 2024 anyway for personally to get into but anyways (laughs) that's it i think that's it is it time for our favorite verse i think for the first time of 2024 it is time for our favorite <sighs> our verse. favorite verse what is it it is numbers 145 through 46 which says so all those listed of the people of israel by their father's houses from 20 years old and upward every man able to go to war in israel all those listed were six hundred three thousand five hundred and fifty. yep and there's so much there's so much packed into that those two little verses right there it's literally god fulfilling his promise to abraham it's god always keeping his promises and knowing that he never fails it's also god preparing his people to enter into the land that he promised it's also forewarning them that they are about to go to war yeah. and it's just it's good like it's hope it's it's like hope. that number is hope yeah you know it is and the fact that they are they ha- they don't have confidence in that Later on in this book makes me sad, but it all works out in the end. It does, as always. (laughs) So on the next episode, we will be talking about numbers, chapters three and four, and that will be up next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. We hope you've enjoyed the time we spent in God's word, and we hope to see you next time. Thanks for listening.